Hey guys, we're halfway through the month of December and I want to give you a quick heads up. I'm putting together a year in review of the Tech Money Talks podcast. It's a video, it's a collage that's coming out and it's just really awesome. So I want to drop a note for all you podcast listeners that have been supportive of Tech Money Talks. Be sure to go check it out on YouTube, youtube.com slash techmoneytalks. You're going to find it there. It's going to come out towards the end of the year. Be sure to check it out. All right, guys. Hey everybody, Brian McCumber here with Tech Money Talks. I am really excited today because we have a very special guest on the podcast. We are fortunate to have Peter Prue as a special guest on the show. And for those of us in e-com, you should know who he is because Peter is the founder of e-commerce Empire Builders and a Russell Brunson Two Comma Club recipient. And his journey is just so inspiring. Peter went from struggling for 10 years in his online business to quickly creating multiple six-figure and seven-figure dropshipping and e-commerce businesses. If you don't know who he is, then you're missing out big time because Peter has helped thousands of people teaching his successful e-com methods and is becoming a major influencer in this space. Peter continues to raise the bar and has been keeping it real. He's been keeping it real the whole time. If you're interested in starting an online business to make extra money, you better save this episode in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again because the stories and the tips you're going to learn here will give you the opportunity to quickly launch your own business to help your wallet grow fat. Peter has been absolutely killing it in e-commerce and has an awesome presence on YouTube. In there, he actually lays out a free course to teach you how to reach $1,000 days in dropshipping. He's been featured on stage and many pub publications. Time is money and everyone's looking to get a piece of his time. And I'm so happy to have him on the show today. Peter, thanks for joining us, man. How's it going? Thank you for so much for having me. Talk about an intro, Brian. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to have you like follow me around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do that. Lead you, give, give you that lead in on stage. Yes, yes. But great, thank man. you so much for having me. I'm hoping I can, uh, I can share as much uh, you know, valuable information with everybody listening right now. Oh, great stuff, man. Well, hey, you deserve it, man. You've been crushing it online and there's so much to talk about. And I'm mm -hmm. really glad to have you on the podcast. So I'd say to kick it off, you know, for the audience, maybe introduce yourself and then share your journey into dropshipping and e-commerce. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like before before uh, we, we started recording here, I told you, I'm like the 10-year overnight success story because you see a lot of people see like a lot of the quick success, especially in e-commerce now because it's so booming and uh -huh. continuing to boom. But, you know, unfortunately for me or fortunately, like I have failed a ridiculous amount of times. Um, I've been in online marketing now 11, 12 years, got my start kind of later now that you see a lot of the younger kids doing this, but I got my start in uh, in this whole space when I was in college. So. While I was in college, I had a roommate and, um, you know, I was going to school for like IT and stuff because I figured, you know, I'll get a job, you know, it's, it, it was one of those fields where it's like, oh, there's, there's a lot of opportunity in that. So I was, you know, doing what I was told or thought was the right thing to do. Um, but I had a, I had a roommate at the time. I remember, you know, coming, coming back uh, from class one day and he was like typing away all crazily. And I thought he was like writing a paper or doing some homework or something. And he told me he was internet marketing. He started an internet marketing business. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? Like he was a political <laughs> science, a political science, which I'm like, what are you, what are you even talking about? Like, this makes no sense. He's like, look, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm building these, uh, these blog websites and I'm putting other people's products on them. And then I put them on, I rank them on Google. So when somebody buys from me, like I make a little bit of a commission and I'm like okay like and I was like it literally made no sense but essentially most of you guys listening to this you know that's that's what affiliate marketing is and and uh -huh. back in those days um 10 years ago like uh -huh. affiliate marketing was ridiculously easier than it is now because you could you could literally manipulate like Google search and get your blog to or blog or website to rank fat first yeah. more easily like manipulating keywords and stuff like that and you could easily be making a good amount of money. And yeah. I started, that was my immersion into this world was affiliate marketing, paid for a ton of different coaches and stuff like that with my roommate back then. And I think, you know, at our peak, we were doing like, you know, $1,000 a week, which was like insane. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. I remember the first check I ever got for making money online. I didn't <laughs> even have like an, I didn't even have like a, a, a bank account. 
back then. Like I didn't have any of that. So I had to go to like my mom. I gave her this, my check and she, she's like, this is fake. This is not real. It was like for 300 bucks and she cashes it in for me. It actually works. I'm like, holy crap. Like this is insane. Um, that was short lived though, as everybody knows, like Google slap, Google obviously got smarter. Um, and those kind of strategies, they were very black hat to begin with or gray hat. Um, so which I never recommend people do anything like that because anything black hat, gray hat, it's always short lived. So yeah, graduated college, you know, went and started working full time. And in the back of my mind, and I don't know, this is, this has to be like most entrepreneurs have this is like, you know, most people, they start at a full time job. Like, um, and you always feel like this thing inside you, like, Man, there, is there, there has to be more to this. There has to be more to, than, than me coming here every single day. And like, I just hated it from, from the, from, and I, I was doing like internships in school and I, I hated it immediately. Like I just grew so bored of like, you know, that same thing every single day, day in and day out, seeing mm-hmm. conversations and seeing everybody just like get older. And it was like so depressing to me. And I, I like realized that even back then I was like, man, like, is that going to be me? Like that guy in IT that's been here for 25 years and like, like he's still here, like, and like really nothing really changed for him. Like, and that like to me, and that's, I'm not knocking on anybody that works full time. Like, you know, everybody has their own journey. Like a lot of people aren't cut out to be entrepreneurs because the amount of stress you have on a daily basis, especially if you have family and and things like that. Like there's a lot of pressure and a lot of people couldn't handle that. But like I knew for me, like I, I couldn't have that, you know, like I, I couldn't, I didn't want to be in the same place in 25 years. Like it, it scared me, right? It like scared me. So yeah. um, in the back of my mind, I was like, you know what, there has to be other ways to make money online that, you know, there's more, that's more sustainable, right? Yeah. And that's when I started learning about e-commerce. Specifically, this was the Wild West days of Amazon FBA, right? Like the, these are when <laughs> Amazon FBA first started coming into existence. And if anybody here sells an Amazon FBA, like you know that, that it's very strict right now. But back then, like you could get away with like anything on Amazon. You could rank keywords <laughs> easily. Like nobody, there were no guidelines yet. Like there, nobody was teaching. You know how there's, there's tons of different YouTube videos and courses and mentors now. Like back then, there was nobody teaching this stuff, right? I was like in yeah. one little small mastermind community of like other sellers. Um, so put in like my life savings, I actually had to borrow some money from family. Um, and I did a purchase order for some products that I sold on Amazon. It was like about $5,000 worth of inventory. And that's the one downside with that FBA is like, you do need a good amount of money to source yeah. in those products, source them in, built that business up over the next year or two. And it was consistently doing 50 to $80,000 a month, which was incredible to me. I mean, wow. I, I couldn't believe it. Like, honestly, I was like, I sometimes had to like pinch myself. I was like, wait, are we really about to do $80,000 a month? Um, I was still working full time while I was doing this. And, and this again is another downside to Amazon is like your money is constantly wrapped up in inventory where it's like you, you, the second you think you can pay yourself, you kind of have to like launch a new product or you got to go put some more money into the purchase order because so yeah. you don't run out of inventory. So I was still working full time, but I felt like I was getting close. I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm getting there, you know, I'm paying myself a little bit. Um, but the next thing I knew, and it was quarter four, um, I got a couple of emails um, and I was selling about four or five products at, at, at that time that my listings have been suppressed. And what that means in Amazon world, and this still happens to this day, is your competitors can go onto your listing, file that you're making some claim or or claim that say they could say, hey, they're they're infringing on patents. And Amazon, they shoot first and they never ask questions. So we had a competitor of ours do that to our listings, completely false claims, and had our our, our entire Amazon business was shut down in literally 10 minutes. Literally, it was it was one of the worst days of work ever because I was working like at work. I was just building in my Amazon business the whole time, and I was like, oh, it was it was terrible. But you know it, that that moment taught me a lot. Like I did, you know, I went into like a dark place at that point. I was blaming everybody but myself, um, like blaming yeah. Amazon, blaming this, that, or the other. Um, but it taught me a few things about business is like never like build your business on like somebody else's playground, right? Like Amazon's awesome as a sales channel, right? Mm-hmm. And those of you that are selling on Amazon right now, fantastic, keep it. But like start focusing on yourself because you never know what can happen. Um, I have a lot of friends that, you know, they were selling good products. um, And then next thing you know, Amazon Basics comes around and they start branding their own product. And guess who they're going to rank first on Amazon search? They're not going to brand, they're not going to put you up there anymore, right? You're never going to beat Amazon Basics or any of their own branded products. So Mm -hmm. keep that in the back of your mind. Another thing is a lot of your brand, people that sell on Amazon, you don't actually have any loyal customers. They're loyal to Amazon. They're not loyal to you. They don't, they're going to buy from somebody on Amazon, whether it's you or somebody else, they're not loyal to you whatsoever. 
so keep that in the back of your mind too, as well as you not getting any customer, real customer data. And I mean like the actual email addresses of your customers. Um, and that is huge, right? If you're not building your email list like that, and a lot of people in e-commerce don't because they think it's like email marketing doesn't work, but your that is your only asset in your business right now. That I, even for the past however many years now, like email is one of the only your email of your customers, your prospects. It's something you could put on a USB and walk away with, yeah. right? There's yeah, nothing else, sure. like really nothing else in your business that you can put on a USB stick, travel around the world with it, plug it in, send an email and make money, right? Like your email list is, is, is huge. Yeah. So that's one thing, you know, you don't get that on Amazon, right? You don't get those emails. And there's a lot of like weird black hat ways that you can do it where you can like reverse engineer and put them into these data mines and put the person's address and phone number and you can find their email. But like, again, like that is not, that is not what you should be focusing on. Right. So after I lost that Amazon business, you know, I I don't even know, a year or two went by probably like a year. And I, uh, you know, I was like, you know what, let, let, let's try this again. Right. I was like, let's, let's get back up and try this again. And that's when I kind of started learning about uh, obviously still e-commerce. I was always, I was always into very e-commerce. I always like selling physical products to people. Um, and I started learning about, you know, WooCommerce storefronts like Shopify and stuff mm. like that. And this time I was like, you know, I'm actually going to build a business that I care about, like something that I enjoy doing. And I think a lot of people in drop shipping e-commerce are building businesses around, around stuff that they don't enjoy whatsoever. They don't really care about their customers. They don't really care about you know, like building a brand, they're just trying to get like some one-time sales. And I was like, you know, this time I won't actually have fun with this business. So I started a fishing business, right? I started fishing business because that's something I love to do to this day. I love fishing. It's something I used to do with my dad growing up. It's the way I remember him by. And, you know, I, you know, and I was like, you know, I'm going to start a business around this. And, um, and it was enjoyable, right? Like I would, you know, I obviously was starting with like AliExpress and other drop shipping place. I actually found a drop shipper in my local area. He was only like three hours away from me. And I was able to actually, uh, negotiate a deal with him, uh, to drop ship products for me from his warehouse. So a lot of people think like drop shipping means AliExpress, but it's not drop shipping has been around forever and ever and ever. It is simply being a middleman between a supplier and the customer. Yeah. So like look in weird different places. Like you do, it's not just AliExpress. So I started this business and I started just having fun with it. I, was, I started using my own products. I started like running my own social media accounts, taking pictures of my stuff. Uh, I was, I had fun like sending emails to my customers. I had fun creating advertisements. It didn't feel like it was a chore. And like, mm-hmm. I, it was like a do or die sort of situation where I feel like a lot of people in dropshipping are. It's like a do or die situation. And, and, and like, I promise you, like a lot of times, like the people that are the most desperate are usually the ones that never get, like, get the result that they want. And it's like sad, but it, it is true. It's, I always find that to be the case. Like it's always the people that want the money the most are usually the ones that repel the money. Right. Because, <laughs> because it, it's true. Right. Because you are thinking not in, of in value. Right. And, and to me, I always, I always give my customers uh, more value than I take in payment. Right. Yeah. And if yeah. you come from a place of giving more than you're taking, then you'll, you'll never run out of money. But to give value, right, and actually like a good product to people, it takes work. And that's why you have to be obsessed with your customers, obsessed with your niches and whatever you're selling. And that's at least for me. That if, it, if whatever working for you, you're fantastic. It's just like from what I found, like I didn't find success until I started selling stuff that, that I enjoyed. So, you know, I was selling on Shopify. Um, and the thing is, like, I, I was making sales, like, and I was making money, um, but I still didn't make enough money to quit my job. And this is, like, where a lot of people are stuck right now is, like, they're, they're, they're making sales, but it's like, mm-hmm. well, like, how do I make more money? Oh, I guess I have to make more sales. Well, no, that, that's, like, so far from the truth, right? People think <laughs> that they have to make more sales in order to make more money, and that is not true, right? What, mm-hmm. What's actually happening is you're competing against a ton of other people that are probably selling the same exact niche as you, and you're all just driving your advertising costs up tremendously, and you're all just competing for one-time purchases, when instead what you need to be focusing on is, is monetizing the entire customer journey. So, at this time, I was actually in a mastermind group and I was still working full time. And there was a company that, you know, came to our mastermind to, to uh, share, share some new software that they were releasing. And, and they were d- d- giving a demo of it in our mastermind group. And that company was ClickFunnels. And wow. look, I, had, I had no idea what this software was. I was like, what is this? Like, this looks so weird. Like, it was a whole new world to me. Like, it didn't make any sense. 
But when I started seeing like people putting like like the the guys from there, and this was like four four or five years ago now, um, yeah. they started like showing us how we can use this for e-commerce. And I don't even know these guys anymore. I don't even remember who they were. I wish I could. I remembered who they were because I would like totally thank them. But I don't even remember who it was. Right? It, it definitely wasn't Russell. I would have remembered if it was oh, Russell. Oh really? Okay. Um, <laughs> I was it, imagining it that. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't Russell, but I think it was like one of their tech guys. Okay. On the team at that point, but like when they showed me like how you can not only, you know, sell your front end product, collect an email address right away, have all these other components inside of a funnel, which I'll talk about in a second. And then upselling your customers, like light bulb started going off for me. It's like, okay, well, you know, if all of my competitors are all, you know, trying to sell a fishing lure for, for 10 bucks and I'm trying to sell a fishing lure for 10 bucks, right? Like, our margins are just going to keep going lower and lower, lower as more competition comes in there. So I started, yeah. started thinking about, okay, well, how can we like start monetizing our current customers that we have to increase the average cart value, right? And that's where the funnel started coming in. And to me, they're like the, th- the three most important metrics in business um, is like not what most people think. Like obviously cost per purchase is important to me, right? Cost per purchase. The second one is average cart value right? My average car value is everything to me. As long as my average cart value is greater than my cost per purchase, like I'm happy. Even if they're equal, I'm happy. I don't care. I'll lose a little bit of money to get a customer because I know like I make more money in the back end sales, right? And then the, the most, one of the most other third most important metric is the LTV, the lifetime value of the customer. And this is where like all the money is made, especially through your back end sales. So what I started doing was I started putting out these funnels. Now a funnel is essentially a couple web pages, very simple. They're not complicated. They're, they're, there's no distractions in a funnel. If you have ways out of your funnel, then it's not a funnel. It's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a storefront, right? And that's why, you know, Shopify stores typically average convert at 1.33% and a funnel converts at over 10%. And that's order, right? That's <laughs> 10 times more. It's because, and there's, a, I'm not, not bashing any of the Shopify people here. No, by, by no means that are listening, there's a time and place, but if you're trying to drive traffic to a Shopify store and not telling your customer what to buy, when to buy it, how to buy it, then your conversions will be lower because again, you're, you're giving too many distractions, right? If there's any button whatsoever that pushes them away, they're going to find it and they're going to click it and they're going to browse around. They're going to get distracted with real life and then they're going to leave. And that's why you have those lower conversion rates as opposed to a funnel where you just take that one offer, right? You take that one fishing lure. You maybe you bundle in some information products in there. I love bundling information products in with my, with my products because it, it, it one increase the value, right? Remember, like I said, like give more than you take in payment. Easy yeah. way to do that is add information products and in. maybe some cheat sheet guides, maybe a video course on how to use the product uh, to the best possible way, right? Putting that nice offer together, plugging it into the funnel. Now a funnel, the first step they land on is, is called like an opt-in page. It's a landing page. And that's where you, uh, you grab the email address of the customer. You can, you, it doesn't have to be an email address. You can also grab like a messenger by opt-in or both. But again, you only are highlighting that one offer and you say, Hey, are you interested or not? Right. If you're interested, yeah. you got to give me an email address. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to just let you browse around here. Right. I need a commitment. Right. Like that's, that's part of the, no, and that's part of the thing. That's this is great. why the conversions are higher because like yeah. if you're, if people are all silently begging to be led, right. They are right. This is why, like when you look at, um, even like big stores, right. Like when you go, like, let's say if you go to a Best Buy to buy a TV, like they're constantly like they're coming up to you. They want to guide you around the store and tell you what you need. They want to understand what you want, what your needs are and fill those desires, right. With the proper product that's meant there for you. Right. And yeah. it's like, it's like going to, um, <laughs> this is one of my students came up with this and it's so, it was so good. So I'm going to share it now. You know how, like, you know, I'm not sure, Brian, are you, are you married or have like a, a, a girlfriend? Yeah. yeah so, I'm married. Two so, you know, like on a Friday night when, um, when, when you're, when you, and every guy has ever been in this situation, Oh, what do you want to eat? And then you're like, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> every yeah. guy has gone through that. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, oh yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, this place, this place, and it's like a million places, right? But instead, instead of saying that, pick the place and go at it. You have a better chance of victory at that point, right? People just want usually just be told what to do, okay? And that's what we want to do with the front-end funnel. And the front-end funnel is only designed to, one, break even, right? At least break even and also ascend customers up, right? And this is for cold traffic I'm talking about. This is why a funnels, you need it for the front end, front end, like for your first uh, touch point for a customer has to be through the funnel. Cause one, 
you're generating a lead, right? You're getting that email address on the opt-in page. That's a lead, right? That person may or may not buy from you right then and there, but guess what? Now they're on your email list. You can put them through your, like an indoctrination series or something along those lines where eventually, you know, two weeks from now, a month from now, a year from now, who cares? They eventually become a customer for you, right? After they give you the email address, then they're presented with the opportunity to buy the offer that you showed them. Now, there's a bunch of cool hacks that you can put on an order <laughs> That's form. That's great. Yeah. yeah. On, the or- on the order form, you can put in a bunch of hacks. I always uh, tell people offer quantity break discounts and not the way they do it in, in the sh- with the Shopify apps because that, that way, no, you have to show them, right? You can't just write at the bottom, oh, if you buy four, you'll get this. And then you, you expect your customer to actually click your little dot up four times from one, they're not going to do that, right? You have to like show them in their face, you know, show them the quantities. I usually like to do one, two, four, six, eight, I auto select the <laughs> I auto select the four immediately, and then you can do like a highlight around it as yeah. well. You'll see. Like yeah. I don't care what you sell. Like I've had I've had students that were selling hundred dollar products. If you just show them that, that and and show them the better deals that they're getting buying more than one your conversion rates will drastically skyrocket. Like for phishing lures, right? It obviously makes more sense. They're going to want buy more than one. So obviously it's a case by case basis, but there hasn't been a product that I wouldn't ever recommend testing it on, right? Nine times out of 10, it'll work for you. Um, so after you have quantity break discounts, you should essentially break even there, right? So, so wow. what happens is, you know, with the Shopify store, when they come there, they, let's say you're selling one fishing lure, there's going to be the people occasionally that, you know, they're like, okay, I want to buy more than one. So they'll just click and they'll buy more than one. That in, industry average across comes out to like 1.3 units. If you look over a hundred buyers, right? That, that means one, the average customer buys 1.3 units from you of your fishing lure, right? But with just this order form hack that I'm showing you, it should be 3.4 depending on your product. It's totally dependent on your product a hundred percent. But if you're starting again, I like to start with a low ticket thing to get customers in the door and then ascend them up to my higher, more price products later on. So you should be selling at least 3.4 units. There's also um, a cool thing called order bumps that you could do. And think of that as like a pre-purchase upsell. And a pre-purchase upsell is sort of like being at a grocery store. It's like that, you know, the candy aisle right there where you just like toss it in just at the last moment to buy it, right? So what's the most complimentary product that you can possibly offer to your customer without having to explain it more so in within two, three sentences, right? Because we don't want to complicate it. We don't want to introduce a whole new product into this and, 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 and unsell the offer, right? It has to be literally if you're selling toothbrushes, this needs to be like the toothpaste, right? It has to be so obvious that they would be buying it anyway. So some ideas that you could do here is like a limited edition version of the product that you just sold. Um, you could do warranties. You could do, you know, expedited shipping. You do like gift cards. You could do those kind of things in there. You could do information products in there as well. Yeah. So that's and like at that step is like automatic buy, which I, I love. 100%. That should convert <laughs> at 20%, at yeah. least. Yeah. 20% for you. Um, after they hit that order form, right? Again, there's no distractions here. There's no other products where they can click and go look at other things. It's like, it's a simple order form and, and that's it. Like it, it's, there's not much going on on these, right? Yeah. Um, after they buy that, that's when you can go into your upsell sequence. Now you can have as many upsells as you want, right? Um, and they're all one click, right? And there is no money being taken from you every single month from these apps, from this app. I personally use ClickFunnels for sales funnels, but um, you, there's no, like a lot of these apps will take a percentage of the money they make from your upsells. Um, don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> like that, that's just, they're just, I hate that. Um, like taking yeah. the money from you, from, from every upsell that they produce. Plus so make you- one, one quick question. Is there, is there anything like, like an Oberlo, you know, for click funnels as far to, as the order f- fulfillment auto- goes to yeah. automatically fulfill? Yeah. Yeah, there are there are some apps that you could do. One is Orderlytics will work for you. There's another company. I don't want to say the name right now because I'm testing it this week with them. Okay. Um, that is basically Oberlo for ClickFunnels that can manually okay. fulfill your orders. Um, you can also, if you have a Shopify store already, you could send those ClickFunnels orders to your Shopify store and then leverage all the apps that you normally use. Um, oh, you could send them to a Google a Sheets. Hack. You can send them to Google Sheets your orders and have a VA fulfilling or bulk CSV to your. So I mean, there's a hundred. The nice thing about ClickFunnels is the API is pretty pretty open. So like, if you have yeah. like somebody on Upwork or whatever, can custom code anything you want for you. 
Yeah. Right? yeah like as opposed true. to Shopify, like they're very strict. It's a publicly traded company. So they have to be, they're not going to give you like, you know, free range to do things with their, you know, post payment processing. You know, they're not, they're not going to do that. Um, cause that's how they get paid. Right. They're taking a, a portion of that, that money. So, but you know, ClickFunnels is a little bit different, right? You need like a Stripe account or a payment gateway or, or payment processor uh, to uh-huh. use it. So awesome, um, man. Those are yeah. three really good tips there for yeah. sure. <laughs> hey, yeah, is, a lot of, is, that's like the most common question I get. It's like, yeah. it's like there's so many, there's so many ways you could do. And it's so different for every business. You could do like shit, like for example, with my supplement business, we're using ShipStation, right? So all the ClickFunnels orders, you know, get sent to, uh, to ShipStation, right? Like, and then our, our supplier is, is linked up to ShipStation, right? And it, you know, it, awesome. it, there's, there's ways, you know, there's, there's hundreds of ways. It just depends on what you want to do. Do you want to be cost effective, cheap? I mean, they're all pretty cheap. But, you know, for the most part, yeah. cheaper than them taking money from you on a monthly basis. But um, <laughs> so, so kind of going back to the, um, the upsell sequence, because this is the, the, probably the most important part of this is you can have as many upsells as you want. They're all one click. This is no extra paid fee for this one click opportunity. But I want you guys to know, like upsells, you should always have post purchase, right? You can have yeah. a pre-purchase upsell being your order bump. But I see a lot of people like... And again, Brian, you might use these. Some people listening yeah. here might use these, but like I hate cart pages. Like I, I hate cart pages because yeah. cart pages lead so much buyer's remorse, right? So if you're yeah. using an upsell app right now, and I see a lot of people doing this because I see the comments on you know our YouTube videos is like, oh, well, you know, so and uh, this app here has a, you know, uh, an upsell app. Well, can I just use that? And then I look at it and it's a, it's a pre-purchase upsell app and you never want to use a pre-purchase upsell app. So what a pre-purchase upsell is, basically, let's say they, on your Shopify store, you add this pre-purchase upsell, they add to cart, then bef- and then when they say check out, it upsells them right there. That is a terrible, terrible thing, right? Because mm-hmm. they're going to be like, who wouldn't say yes? They're going to be like, yeah, sure, I'll take it. Yeah, oh, and another upsell? Oh, sure, I'll take it. And then, then it sends them to the cart page. And then they see what the final price is <laughs> Thing, and yeah. guess what they're going to do? They don't know you. They don't like you. They don't trust you, right? They just came from a Facebook ad. They're going to leave. And this is, again, another reason why you see these conversion rates be as low because it's not that they wouldn't buy from you, right? You just sold it the wrong way to them, right? Yeah. They don't, again, if it's hot traffic, fine, that'll work, right? If it's your buyers already, that'll work, fine. But like for people that have never heard from you before, they don't know you, they don't like you, they don't trust you. So you have to, you have to lead it in a little bit slowly and a little bit more subtly. Right. So that's why you always want to have the post purchase upsell. So after they already gave you their information, they bought yeah. from you. That's when you can present them upsells. Okay. Yeah. Up and one click immediately buy. Now, uh, I yeah, always that's what I love. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. You have to, you have to do it that way. And, and like Zipify is one that you can use for this as well um, on, on, on Shopify. But again, they do take a portion of your money, I believe, still. So, um, but it is what it is. I think they're the better one that's out there right now. Um, so as for upselling common things that you can upsell, obviously sell them more of the same thing. It just works. That's the first thing I would test. Even if you just gave them one, two, four, six, eight, sell them more of the same thing. Um, Uh obviously complimentary products can, you can put in some complimentary products in there. Um, but remember this is like a little bit deeper here that I think it might kind of go over people's heads is like, if you like a lot of people sell a complimentary product but not realize that you, th- that person just came to you and was sold on that product. They, they saw an ad, they engaged with the ad, they clicked the ad, they came over to the funnel, they gave you an email address, they looked at your offer, then they finally bought that product, right? They, that was a pretty big selling process. Maybe that all happened in five minutes, but guess what? They, they, they were very warmed up for that product. So when you introduce a complimentary product, right, you basically have to restart that again, right? And it, you, know, you, have to, you have to indoctrinate them a little bit better with the product. You can't just be like, oh, buy this. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to show them the credibility, show them the emotion, right? The, the logic of the product and, and then tell them, ask them to buy. Right. So don't just be like, oh, well, do you want this product? Yes. No. Like it, it won't work like that. That's why I usually recommend people just sell more of the same thing because they're already sold on that anyway. And everybody loves a good deal. So just sell them more of what they already just committed to already buying. Now, the most important upsell to have is your, uh, is your subscription, your continuity, your recurring revenue, subscription box, whatever you want to call it. Basically, whatever yeah. it is that you're going to send your customers on a monthly basis, that's going to get you paid, right? And this is what people, this is why I don't like, I, I don't care about competition because I know most people aren't ever going to do this. But this is how you get free sales on a monthly basis, even if you had a bad month of sales. 
basically think of bar clubs, <laughs> dollar shave club, right? These companies, you give them 20 bucks and they send you something that they would be buying anyway. Right. Yeah. Like getting those raises anyway, they just made it a little bit more convenient. So what's something that you can give your customers on a monthly basis? Are you selling, you know, resistance bands? All right. Fantastic. Right. What's logical? What are they going to need with those resistance bands? Well, if I was selling resistance bands, I'd be selling information members area, grocery lists every month. I would sell, you know, fitness, uh, you know, um, um, like a fitness uh, program in a member's area, putting that in there, right? You, which could lead into like supplements and that sorts of stuff, right? If you're yeah. selling like fishing lures, you could send them fishing lures in a box every single month, right? You can even work with your dropshipper, uh, dropshipping supplier to maybe customize the packaging for you um, to, 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 to send them to your customers. A lot of people on AliExpress will do that, right? Believe it or not. Like some of them have the capacity if they're the actual manufacturer to actually customize the packaging for you um, and bundle other products that they, that they have. That's awesome. But you, you, I would never start a business if I didn't have some sort of reoccurring revenue into it because that's where, this is where like, and this people think this is crazy, but like on a free plus shipping offer, like when you know your numbers so well, like on my like fishing business, like I, we could acquire customers at like $50 on a free plus shipping offer and still be profitable because we knew like the portion of people that did buy our continuity, like they would stay with us for six months. So we knew That's like, hey, it was like arbitrage, right? And who can acquire a customer on a free plus shipping offer for $50, right? Like that's, <laughs> that's really hard to do. But that's the yeah. thing. A lot of people are so focused on like, oh, I need, I need my, um, I need my cost per purchase to be under $4. Otherwise I'm not profitable. Mm-hmm. Do, like I'm telling you, it's only going to get harder for you right now. <laughs> everybody to get somebody to give you a credit card for $4. That is so ridiculously cheap right? That person just committed, gave you like their very personal information, right? Like, you know, so make sure you know, you guys are understanding, like you want to make sure that you're monetizing that properly and having your backend, um, backend set up properly. And that usually for me and what I recommend people do is having that subscription, right? That's going to be the savior. Like for me, the core of every, every business that I look at, work with is I always say, Hey, what's the core of your business, right? It's not selling that trinket or, or that piece of jewelry on the front end forever and ever, right? Like what's the, what's the core of your business, right? And usually that has to be some sort of subscription, monthly continuity or something along those lines, right? That's going to get you paid. Like for example, with my, you know, my supplement business, like it's going to be getting people on auto ship, giving them a better deal and putting those people on auto ship, right? Like that, they're going to buy it anyway, right? Let's, let's get them a better deal, get them into some sort of, you know, VIP club where they get access to maybe a community as well, like a Facebook group, some information products bundled in there. And this is where, this is where the value starts coming in, right? You just want to make sure you're giving them, you know, more value than you're taking in payment. Um, and you're, you're, you'll see your churn rate won't, you will be, will be, will be really good. And you'll be able to really start seeing the magic of compound interest start happening, right? Like th- think about it this month, you get 10 people, right? Okay. Let's yeah. say two people drop off the next one, but then you get another 20 people and then 30 people and it starts stacking, right? And the compound <laughs> interest starts happening. And, and like literally you, then you'll start seeing like, Oh, guess what? On the 15th, you know, I have 500 people rebilling for 39.99, right? Like that's where you get your, that's this is cute. where I recommend people pay themselves, right? A lot of people pay themselves too early from their business and they're paying themselves from money that actually belongs to the business and should be reinvested <clears throat> back into acquiring customers pay yourself from the continuity, right? Have a 50% margin at least on the subscription. If you're doing pure information, fantastic, right? You're going to even have more money, but pay yourself from that. Every upsell that you sell, every order form sale, order bump, just reinvest that into hiring people or advertising or launching new funnels or products or whatever you're doing and just pay yourself from the, from the subscription. And that, that, that to me is the, is the winning formula. If you're trying to like actually acquire customers profitably and actually pay yourself uh, from your business. Wow. I know man. I went on there. I went on there for like 45 minutes. <laughs> hey, <dude>. No, <laughs> man, that's huge, man. I, but I, I'm like I, so passionate about this stuff. <laughs> like I've been, I've spun my wheels way too long in this game. Like I just don't know a better way than doing subscription. Like that to me is like, that's the yeah. game. Not enough people do it because you, and I know why, I know why a lot of people don't do it, especially the ones that are still doing the AliExpress drop shooting is because you're scared, right? Well, mm-hmm. you're scared what your, your, your customers will email you about and stuff like that. Like that's the thing is like AliExpress, is, it, it's awesome. It's step one though, right? It's only step one. Remember like you're yeah. you want something long lasting, right? AliExpress is fantastic. It allows us to like test our ideas without, you know, doing like an Amazon FBA where we have to exactly. invest 10 grand, right? Like I always recommend start with AliExpress, but like 
once you're starting to make like 10 grand a month, 20 grand a month, like, and you're still on AliExpress, like that's no, like start, you, you can do a combination, right? Like you could still drop ship and test offers on yeah. AliExpress, but start branding your own stuff, bring them to the, uh, wherever your fulfillment center is. Right. But like start, build something that's a little long lasting. Think more long term. I don't think enough drop or drop shipping people. Right. Think long term enough. Yeah. Like they, they're they're kind of in it for, for the quick buck, which it's there. But like if you want to be around a year from now, like I want everybody to be around a year from now. But like, you know, you, yeah. you have to you have to do things differently that, that the other people aren't doing. And it's amazing because I can see and and no worries. I mean, I this is probably the least amount that I spoke on the podcast, but I did that intentionally because you were dropping <laughs> huge value, you know, from your journey all the way through this point. And like I said, for the audience, I mean, we'll draft up a visual of this and you probably already have one, which you just described, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this, this funnel sequence that, that Peter described, uh, you know, this is a, like I said in the intro, you know, this is the part for the audience that you want to re-listen to this over and over again, because really awesome stuff. So I intentionally, you know, held back from, you know, breaking your rhythm because you, you, you gave a lot of great stuff there. But, you know, one of the things that I did catch, which, which I thought this was awesome, and it's a good point for the audience, which is your journey, like you said, you know, you, you started and having that impact from the platform. So you have that capability to do that and have a larger customer lifetime value, uh, you know, that type of self-liquidating offer that Russell Brunson talks about to going through the funnel sequence. And like you said, that the post-purchase upsell sequence, I mean, those are huge. I mean, mm -hmm. after the customers already agreed to, you know, to opt in and, and buy that initial product, and now with just one click, they're just kind of like automatically purchasing the upsells. That feature is just so awesome. Mm -hmm. So everything you laid out is just like, Golden nuggets change, man. Like that's the thing is like we we live like e-commerce is only getting bigger. It's only growing. There's ridiculous amounts of opportunity, but like we can't always be doing the same thing every single year, right? Like things change are constantly yeah. changing, right? Yeah. Like markets are evolving. People are you know you know markets will get more sophisticated, and you just have to yeah. change it. And I want to hit on this because some people might miss this because it's, it's easy for, to miss this is like, so somebody might be listening to this. Okay. But like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go upsell my customers on, on my Shopify store. Like I'm telling you, like that's, you're still going to be stuck with the same problem, right? Cause it's not about mm -hmm. upselling your customers. It's, it, it, there's like more deeper psychology that goes into why a funnel works. Right. Yeah. But cause there's a lot of micro commitments that happen. Like, and again, we're not going to dive into like the human psychology of why it works, but, um, you know, when they hit that landing page, again, it's only one offer, right? When you compare it, let's say your Shopify store has an upsell app, but I'm using a funnel, right? Where I'm actually guiding somebody through the sales process, like as if they just came into my brick and mortar store and I'm guiding them by the hand, telling them what they need, yeah. right? Because yeah. it doesn't, like, think about it. it nobody's going to see your app, your upsells if they don't buy from you. And if you only have, let's say, let's say even some of you, I know some people are going to be like, oh, I have a 5% conversion on my Shopify store, right? Okay. Even if you have a 5% conversion on your Shopify store, that means roughly, let's say you get five people to come, uh, uh, we'll see your upsells, but I get 10 out of the same buyers, right? I'm going to get double still to see all the rest of my upsells, right? That, that, that's what I want you, the way I want you to think about. It. Plus I just, I collected email, I collected leads and a lot of people aren't going to buy from you that impulse buy. Some of them will, but like a lot of people don't buy like immediately, right? Like, again, it comes back to like, I forget who said it in like the marketing buzz. You need like 12 touch points, right? Before somebody finally is, trusts you enough and has enough information about, about your company to actually yeah. buy from it. And I heard that that number has like risen to like 20 touch points now, <laughs> right? It's like, it's like, the, it's because yeah. again, there's so much, there's a lot of noise in the market it, it, with advertising, right? Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of noise out there. So you want to make sure that, you know, you, you, you know, that's how you cut through the noise is like, you don't, you don't give your customers a million products, right? You can give them a million products to, to, to browse through, but get that first buy first, right? You can still have a Shopify store with your funnel, but you don't want to be sending people to that with cold traffic, right? You could send them once they've, you know, opted in, maybe they bought, maybe they didn't, then you can send them to a Shopify store, but at least you, you grab that lead already, right? That, that's the point is you're trying to convert that cold traffic, make it profitable, and, and, and to send people up your value ladder, so to speak, right? Yeah, and I, I like how you touched on, you know, basically not being emotionally attached to one platform. So mm -hmm. like what you described through here was using ClickFunnels and, and I love ClickFunnels as well. But I like how you also said, you know, so say for people that are early testing, you could still use, you know, Shopify for some of that 
early mm-hmm. testing to find out the products that you want to take further into uh, funnel type sequence, which is yeah, hundred really percent. Like if, if any, anybody that we consult for, like, that's the first thing we do is like, okay, do you, you're already selling stuff. All right. Perfect. All right. What's your, what's your like best selling product? 80, 20 rule. Like 80% of your sales are going to come from 20% of your products. Right? <laughs> like that's just the way it is. Right. Um, and we will, we'll take those best, the best, uh, the best products that they have, um, or the best product that they have wrap a good offer around it. You'd figure out what's worked to sell that product in the past before, right? Add as much value to that offer to separate us. Because the reason we're adding more value into our offer and creating an offer, not just a product, is to, de- uh, to one, decommoditize ourselves and not just be like, oh, ever like everybody else's fishing lure, but also to just ridiculously increase the perceived value. So like, you know, a lot of people are like, and this is, you probably get this a lot. It's like, well, you know, why would they, why would they buy from my store if they can just go to Amazon and buy it? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. yeah, exactly. You got to answer that question in your favor. Right. Like, yeah. otherwise you're right. They're not going to buy from you. Right. They're not going to buy from you if you don't give them a reason to buy from you. And that's where the offer comes in. Like, what else can you add in there? Information products, maybe some low ticket physical products, anything to increase the perceived value. The perceived value has to be so great that they feel like they're getting an amazing deal. And yeah. that's that's why they would buy from you over going to Amazon where they just just only get that product. Really good golden nugget there for sure, man. Oh man, this is great stuff, man. Yeah, I'd love just kind of letting you <laughs> letting you run with it for sure. And you know what I'm curious about? You actually got you know spurring a bunch of questions, even like with some of the latest like tactics and and utilizing uh, ClickFunnels for this. So, have you been using Messenger at all? Yeah, we'll use Messenger. You can actually. Well, there were some cool ninja things you could do in the past where you could get people to opt into your messenger and they didn't even know it. Um, <laughs> but like a message, like, but like those days again are, are behind us. Yeah. Uh, marketers ruin everything. But, uh, you know, you, I would still go for the email address. Like if somebody's thinking about it, I would still go for the email address, but you can give them like an added bonus to be like, Hey, opt into our messenger, like on the landing page, you can add the, ele- the growth tool, like that checkbox growth tool. Mm-hmm. And be like, hey, opt into our messenger and we'll send you like a free, you know, uh, uh, fishing cheat sheet or something. Yeah. yeah. Right. Just to get the, get a reason to opt in. But again, the more variable, remember, funnels should be very simple because the more variables you give, the less your conversions will become. Right. Like it, that's yeah. just the nature of how a funnel works. Right. Like, literally just think of like an actual funnel. Right. It's like it starts yeah. big at the top. It starts getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Because I, I've seen funnel sequences like used with messenger and and i've done a a couple already and you know right now like the way i relate to it is like you know the response rate of messenger like when sending a mess and of course the you know the customer is is opting in for it initially Mm -hmm. but you're leading them down uh down a path but the the response rate is is huge and the way that i view it especially like i mean you said you've been around for a while like you know, email the way it was like 20 years ago, everybody would read all of their emails. Now, Mm -hmm. fast forward to today, people are barely reading their emails, but you know, they'll still go through, you know, they'll skim through them maybe. Mm -hmm. But you know, say messenger, you know, when they see that little bubble on their phone that somebody, you know, sent them a direct message, the open rate of that is huge. Yeah. The the, the problem is with it. And I 100% like agree with you. Um, Uh But you know, with Messenger, you're still it's not yours. Right? Yeah, that that's, like, that's that's the that's, that's the, the problem. So yeah. I recommend like not just don't just have a funnel that lead. You can do it if you want to and have like two mm-hmm. funnels and just split testing one has an email opt in the other one. That's the nice thing about ClickFunnels. You can run a split test like that where fifty percent of your traffic the people are asked to give the email, fifty percent are asked to only give the Messenger opt in, or you can ask for both. But again, just look at your numbers before it. But the thing is like a lot of people say email marketing is dead, but it's not dead. Like the reason it's dead is because a lot of marketers, they don't email properly. And the reason email marketing is dead for, for those people is because the relationship they have with that list is dead. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Think about it. When you're, when your mom emails you or your sister, you're going to open that. Yes. Open those hundred percent. And the reason, again, this is why, like I have a copywriter, full-time copywriter on my team. Like, when we do launches, like people know it, right? And we don't do any of this fake crap, like fake scarcity, fake urgency, like a lot of people do. Like <laughs> our launches, like people are literally, the last time we did a launch, we had like 200 people sitting on our landing page waiting to buy when we were going to launch it, right? And immediately, like within an hour or two, we sold out, like immediately, right? That's wow. when you have trust with your list, 
Like yeah, that, yeah. those are the kind of things that happen, but that you, it's something you have to work towards. And you, you know, email everybody, it sucks. I know. Like, trust me, that's why I hired a copywriter. <laughs> like I hate <laughs> writing emails, right? Yeah. You, 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 you know, outsource, you know, do what you do best and outsource the rest. Like, you know, the, you don't have to yeah. be doing everything in your business, but if you're just starting out, right, keep it real. Like email, don't just start emailing your customers promotions. That's the fastest way to kill your list. Instead, email them like what you're doing in your business, right? Mm -hmm. Like what yeah. I did, I remember when I first started, so this was actually another fishing business that I had. Um, <laughs> I asked myself, I've had like three or four fishing businesses. That's awesome. <laughs> but, uh, so what I did is I asked my supplier and this is what I did. It was my follow-up sequence after they opted in. I would, I would send them a pictures of like how, they're, how the baits are made. And I, I emailed oh, my, cool. uh, yeah. So I don't know if you guys, I forget who it was. Um, Shorts. It was amazing. A marketer, man, what David Ogilvy, maybe, I don't know. But basically mm. what they did is they went and started doing consulting for a beer company. Uh, I think it was like Schlitz or something like old school. Right. Like, <laughs> and they, they, they did a marketing campaign where they showed how the beer was made and the Schlitz people were like, well, everybody does it this way, but nobody's showing that. Right. Yeah. So what I did, I was like, nobody's showing how baits are being made. So why don't I set this up where I'm going to message my supplier, even though they're overseas, I'm like, Hey, can you send me some pictures of like, you know, the factory of the workers of everybody, like putting the baits together and like putting them in the packaging. And That's I just awesome. created a little series of emails showing people, Hey, look, check out, like, look how your baits are made and, and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> and then pushing in an offer, like creating some, a story, like, 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 let's yeah. say you go and you're in the fitness space and you're using your product, right? Like, let's say you had like a interesting situation happen today with your resistance bands, right? Like <laughs> go and send an email about it, right? Like that, that's what people want to see that be like, that's you start humanizing yourself a little bit more because people want to buy from you because of you, right? Like they, yeah. they don't, they don't want to buy from a faceless corporation anymore. That's why I feel like sometimes, you know, a lot of people like that's how you can be Amazon, right? You can be like real, you can be, you know, a little bit more of like an attractive character, so to speak, right? To, to your customers. It doesn't have to be you. If you don't want to be the face for your company, you don't have to be, you can, you can find somebody that you can partner with. Um, and it's definitely not like a requirement. I don't want anybody to think so, but like that, that stuff, like right there, if you're willing to put your face out there for your company. Yeah. Like you're going to win because most people aren't going to do that. Yeah. Right? And yeah. people, again, they can buy the same exact thing somewhere else from you. So give them a reason to buy, right? Usually people buy from you because they trust you. And, and a fast way to trust, get trust is to put your face out there. That's yeah. the, one of the fastest ways. No, I love that. Yeah. The humanizing experience. And yeah, just like you said, you know, customers are getting numb to the faceless corporations and the typical advertisements that, that come through. So you don't want to follow that approach. Man, that's awesome. Really good tip for sure. Like you said, you know, not being, you know, tied to a platform. So like Messenger would be tied to Facebook's platform and you would not own that. Or, you know, if, if Facebook changed the rules, mm -hmm. then you would lose that as opposed to an email. And, uh, exactly. so, yeah, that was and a really I think a mixture point. of a healthy mixture of both is, is the way to go. Yeah. And you know, one of like the most recent things, I don't know if you follow Gary V mm -hmm. uh, at all, but I saw that he's now recently, you know, requesting people to opt into like his text list. Because mm -hmm. he he was, you know, mentioning about, you know, getting burned by the platforms and he's like email and text is what, is what he feels like he can have. Uh, control yeah, I over. agree. I mean, that's the thing is like, you know, and that's I mean, I don't want people to feel overwhelmed, but yeah, like you got to be omnipresent nowadays. Like yeah. you just, it's tough. I know like a lot of people are like, oh, cause then you're doing, you're not doing anything to max effectiveness. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm trying to get messenger bot. I'm trying to get emails. I'm trying to get texts, trying to get all these things, you know? Like, yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 you know, it, it is, but this is just business. If you want this, like, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you it, it business isn't cut out for everybody. Cause there's a lot of stuff that happens. Even when you think you have everything figured out, like you do the next thing is the next thing, you know, it's like every day I think the same thing. I'm like, man, like, you know, when is it going to relax? It, it, it's not, it doesn't, that doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. You never, yeah. you never want to let off the gas. Which is true. So, and like you said, I mean, what we kind of describe in the beginning here is, you know, how you could run your own e-commerce business. You don't necessarily have to be the authority figure putting your face in, in front of the dropshipping store, but it actually leads me to want to talk about, you know, what led to you actually deciding to teach everything that you started doing and helping others in there. Honestly, it was, I was in this Facebook group when I was um, selling my, uh, my subscription box for fishing and uh -huh. it was a bunch of other people that were selling subscription. And I was like, well, we're all like, 
so th there's a little bit more that goes to the story, but basically I was trying to sell a subscription for that business as a front end offer. Like I was running ads and telling people, Hey, join this and you're going to get billed, you know, 20 bucks every single month. That, no, no, don't do that. Right. <laughs> very expensive, very hard to get people to commit. That's a big commitment. That's like basically what they pay for like, you know, I don't know, some really junk internet, but you know, they, you know, for, for Netflix, right? Like that's Netflix basically what they pay less, for Netflix. Yeah. So they don't necessarily trust you enough to be like, okay, well, they're going to bill me every single month. I don't even know them yet. Yeah. And that's when I was like, you know, like, how do we figure this out? And we were in there and I started, um, you know, and this is like all kind of happening at the same time. That's when I finally figured out the funnels. I was like, okay, well, let me take some of the products from my store that we're selling. And like, let me see if I can just change the way I sell things. Right. Like I'm going to yeah. still sell the same stuff, but I'm just going to change the way I sell it. So instead of just like hoping they come to my store, buy this one product or come to my store and buy my subscription, let's like kind of like guide them through the journey of this. Right. Yeah. So that's when I was like, okay, let's do like a deep discount funnel or a free plus shipping funnel or something like that. That's going to be like a, a low barrier to entry because I don't want anybody to feel like they have like a ton of ton on the line or a ton of pressure especially when it's a new customer coming from a Facebook ad that doesn't like me, doesn't trust me, doesn't know anything about me. It's a lot easier yeah. for them to say yes on a low ticket thing than just trying to go out there and ask them for you know, $15, $20 a month, right? Yeah. Not yeah. saying you can't do that, but you need, most people would be venture backed if that's the case because they can delay gratification. So when I was trying to sell subscription on the front end, it costed us roughly $30 to acquire a customer right? $30. And that, that doesn't even include product costs. We're probably cl losing like close to $50 because <laughs> you have to do a promotion. Like, Hey, get your first box for $5, something to put them over the edge. Right. Yeah. Right. So we would, we were like, okay, well, okay. If we're acquiring customers at $50, um, we can delay gratification. If our average customer stays with us for six months after month six, we'll start being profitable on that customer. And I'm like, crap, that sucks. Yeah. Right. Like that, that really sucks. But guess what? For venture backed people, that doesn't suck because you have, you know, <laughs> millions of dollars in the bank. So guess what? When a company like BarkBox or Dollar Shave Club, they can go full force on that kind of strategy because they don't care about making money. Right. And a lot of companies are like this that are venture backed. They don't care about making money today. They care about making money years from now. That's a powerful strategy too. And you're venture backed. Right. I have nothing against people that are venture backed. Power to them they can take those huge risks early on and just mm -hmm. dominate markets like you see companies do, right? You can't really yeah. do that though when you're, you know, me or you or, you know, we're just trying to launch our own e-commerce business to quit our job, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, that's not possible. And that's the struggle I was facing at that time is like, well, like I can't compete against them. They've got millions of dollars. Like how, how am I supposed to compete against their ad dollars versus my ad dollars, right? Those, it doesn't make sense. We're in two different ball games. So that's why I was like, okay, well, look at this funnel. Let's see, like, let's send people up to it, right? We're still going to sell the subscription. And this is the magic of this all, right? This is the magic of this all. We are acquiring customers for roughly $50 selling subscription on the front end, right? Mm -hmm. In the funnel we were breaking even on our order form and then getting monthly subscribers for free. <laughs> Literally. So that is the magic of it. Like we were getting them for free at that point in our upsells. That's where we had the subscription pointed in. So everybody that got our subscription, we had those people for free. So we were profitable right away on that subscription instead of waiting five, six months. That's, yeah. that's the magic of magic of it. So what, back to your question, how I started teaching this is I started just sharing people, asking people for advice on this inside the, the group I was in and nobody knew what I was talking about, right? Like anything like that. They, they were more worried about like what crinkle paper to put into their subscription box. Like that's, like that's <laughs> the kind of stuff they were thinking about, um, which is fine. It's nice to have a good, good customer experience when they open the box. But, um, so I started sharing strategies. I, uh, I put a, so, so people started asking me about it and I was like, you know, it's easier if I just shoot a video. And if you go, if you guys go back, like literally go back like to, like to my oldest YouTube video and you'll see like, it is awful. I'm like, oh, hey guys. So, um, you know, to set up this subscription, like this is what you do. This is, and it wasn't even like, there was no intro. There was no outro. It was just me. Like I just didn't know where to host the video. And then I would just post that into, into the group. And then they uh -huh. would just be, you know, it was just basically me putting tutorials together. <laughs> to help inside that group because it was a small group to, to begin with. And yeah. then, you know, one thing led to another. I was like, hey, you know, I, I kind of enjoy making these videos and, you know, it kind of just took off from there. 
You know, yeah. it's, it's grown, you know, the, the training side of our business has, has, you know, we've, we've worked with people that have, were on Shark Tank and even like the British version of it too. Oh, <laughs> like wow. we, we work with, big, you know, some big clients, obviously not only just big clients, but we've also worked with people just getting started in business. I mean, a lot of people that we, we, we work with are struggling Shopify sellers, Amazon FBA sellers, um, you know, and it, you know, that, and it's, it's been, it's been really rewarding, honestly, um, yeah. about, and, and seeing people like, you know, Firstly, it's amazing to see people make their first dollar online, but it's even more amazing to see like progress that they make in their business and how quickly it can happen for them. So we have our training business. We have, you know, a couple of people that I've hired um, to help me there because it's like my time is just limited. I, you know, I'm launching a lot of my focus right now is on our supplement brand that we're launching, which is, you know, I have very high aspirations for that business. Um, uh-huh. So a lot of my focus is being, is, is being, is being put, uh, put towards that. So, um, but it, it, yeah, like I said, I, you know, it just kind of, I stumbled into it. I hate to say that, but I kind of did. And I was like, let's just make YouTube videos and help people. And I just did that. Right. I didn't, you know, I wasn't, you know, making crazy claims or, you know, selling, you know, some weird fake dream to people. I was just genuinely showing people what I was doing and I recorded it. You know, yeah, no, that's, that's good. It. Yeah, and I could see I, w- I had your YouTube up and you know, sorting by the oldest. And <laughs> it's yeah, you were talking about Shopify <laughs> versus ClickFunnels back then, so that's awesome, yeah. man. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I'm like, you know, I forget who said, I think Russell actually said this, and I was like, because I remember I was at a conference like in Denver a few months ago, and I was like, he, he, he this was always in my head. I'm like, man, this videos they are so embarrassing. Right. I'm like, I, I'm like in my like room, like with a hoodie on, I don't even care what I look like. Like it's just like, whatever. I was just like, whatever, just putting content out there to help. Right. Yeah. And he's like, never delete your old content. Like never, ever delete your old content. Like one day you're going to look back out, like people will look back on that and be like, Oh yeah, he, he was human back then. <laughs> like, <laughs> Cause it yeah. is, it's like, it's so insane. Like when I look at it, like how, how, like I'm such an introvert, but like, look, even like, I feel the way I talk now, when I go to conferences, talk to people, like it's helped me in th- that aspect of my, my life. Like I've never would like this, doing a podcast like this two uh-huh. years ago, I would have never said yes to you. I've never done it. I would have been like, this is just way too much pressure. But now it's like, I'm doing it so much every single day, talking to people, you know, going to conferences, hosting conferences. Like, you know, it's, it's just, it's helped me tremendously with like the whole public speaking side of this and actually, you know, obviously helping people too. Yeah, no, I, and everybody has to go through it. Well said for sure, man. <laughs> this is great stuff. And so, and even to touch on that, so is this what led into like the e-commerce empire builders? And is, is that what we're able to enter into the two comma club with? Click yeah. Ones? So our two comma club is for my e-commerce business. Yeah. Awesome. So okay. it wasn't, it's not for, I don't have a two comma club for our, uh, for, for e-commerce empire builders yet. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, soon, very soon. Very soon. But yeah, <laughs> well, that's, hey, that's our awesome. Club is for our e-commerce business. So, you know, a lot of people do that. And that's why I always recommend people like, you know, I'm not going to go into this thing because you could talk about this for a while, but just make sure you're, whoever you're learning from, just make sure they've done it. You know, that's, that's yeah. what I say. Cause there's a lot of noise. You know, Russell wrote this book, Expert Secrets. It's made everybody an expert, you know, um, but <laughs> just, just be careful. You know, you know, I, I hate the, you know, I hate saying that, but like, you know, like I, they go into your account when you get a two comma club award, you have to shoot looms. You have to, you, there's a lot of processes that you have to verify your sales, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like they're just giving you this plaque. And that's why I just encourage people like just learn from people who've done it. Like just do your due diligence and, and, and stuff like that. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, there's a lot of noise in there right now. And you know, it's nice yeah. to look at like the Lamborghini and traveling all over the world and stuff, but like understand like this shit takes a lot of work. Right. Like it's, you know, you're not going to reap the rewards next month. And if anybody promises you that, then like, like, honestly, use your logic, use your common sense. Like I I can't, you know, if you're falling for that, like you're not, you have to like think about it and be like, okay, it does this actually make sense. Is this common sense? Like, you know what I mean? That was awesome. So like, I was assuming that, okay, maybe it was your course where you made it into the two comma club, but it's really awesome to hear that. No, it's through your e-commerce dropshipping mm-hmm. business, you know, doing it with, with this funnel sequence that you described that uh, brought you into, into that two comma club. And exactly. uh, that, that's huge, man. So that's really, and great that's why stuff. I was like, you know, even when I, you know, cause I got that award. Um, I mean, we hit way, you know, over 2 million um, in, in that business. So, you know, it, 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 it happened a while ago. 
Um, but that's why I felt like, you know, it's like, that's why I even started the YouTube channel. Cause I, you know, in, in my eyes, like, I don't, I didn't want to just be that person that's just like talking based on theory. Right. Like mm -hmm. I wanted to at least be able to back up what I say. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, and now even be able to back up what, with our students, like we have our own award system, our 10 K per month club, 50 K per month club. Right. Like when we have students hitting all of those, like, you know, I just, you know, it, it's, it's one thing it works for you, but it has, you have to make sure that it works for other people, you know? Yeah. Do you have any uh, like student success story that, that you'd like to share? Oh my Sorry. gosh. There's, there's, I, I, I'm not even like trying to pat myself on the back, but there's a lot. <laughs> like there, <laughs> there's a tremendous amount. We've got, uh, we're going to have two students that walk in the stage for a two comma club award um, this year, which is insane. Wow. Um, wow. We have probably, we have, wait, I think it's in my Instagram thing. <laughs> I don't even manage this thing, my Instagram anymore. But <laughs> I think we have like 12 or 13 people that do 50K a month and like 22 people doing, you know, 10K a month in their business. So, you know, oh, it's, yeah, I did catch that. Yeah, that's it, awesome, it's, man. It's incredible. It's, it, it's insine, right? Like, and, you yeah. know, you know, it, it's, it's really humbling. Like, there's nothing better. Like, I forget, you know, there was, I think Tony <laughs> Robbins said it. He's like, there's, you know, growth through, the only way to grow at a certain point is through contribution. And it is really true. Mm -hmm. Like, how, how else do you kind of like, you know, like being, like, it's so fulfilling. Like, when you help somebody else do something, whether they paid you for help or you did it for free. Yeah. Right. It yeah. just, it doesn't matter if you're going and doing a volunteer job at like a soup kitchen or something, right? You feel good after that, right? It's, same, it's the same exact thing. Yeah. Just with yeah. business. Wow, man, this is awesome. And yeah, and I was just looking at the time here. So I want to be respectful of, of, of your time as well. And, uh, but I feel like we could be talking for hours on the stuff, which is really awesome. But actually, it reminds me, is it cool to, to have you back on the podcast maybe, you know, sometime next year? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I love to. It was a, it, this, went, this was a very fast hour, actually over an hour. Now. <laughs> I know. It went by really fast. I think it went by really fast, but I mean, it's, you know, the topic and stuff that we enjoy and that, mm -hmm. that's when you know you got something good here, uh, which is so great. But I want to give uh, people a chance to, to be able to follow you. So what's the best way that, that they can get in touch with you? You can go to, um, you know, probably easiest is search YouTube, e-commerce empire builders. You'll find my YouTube channel there. You can also go to ecommerceempirebuilders.com or you could type in peterprue.com. That will take you to the same exact place. And yeah, we'll be sure to leave the links in the show notes as well. And I would say, you know, Peter, man, he's the real deal. And, you know, like you said, going through, you know, being recognized through ClickFunnels is is awesome. You know, that's a credibility stamp that I'm pretty sure they do the due diligence uh, to make sure that people aren't aren't faking it there. Really awesome what you described, you know, looking to deliver value, more value than than what you're asking back. And uh, and it's a great model. And man, it's just really awesome to see this uh, level of success and contribution in, in e-commerce to, to help other people out. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. Thanks for having me on, man. I really do appreciate it. I, I really hope I uh, could have shed some light on some kind of, you know, unique ways that we're, we're kind of running our e-commerce business. Because I know that a lot of people might listen to this and be like, this is, this is completely foreign, right? I've never heard of this before. But, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some of the stuff we talked about was kind of like advanced, uh, but mm -hmm. uh, I think it, it'll be good. And there's a good number of, of people. And I know there's a good number of people in the audience that, uh, that are also on the advanced topics. So uh, people will grow to this point. They're, they're going to appreciate it for sure. Absolutely. But uh, as we come to a wrap, I want to give you a chance to leave some closing remarks with the audience. Mm -hmm. So I'll let you take it away. Yeah. I mean, as far as e-commerce, obviously use a funnel for all your cold traffic. Just do it. Have some sort of subscription so you're getting paid on a monthly basis. As far as business and life is concerned, like for me and a lot of people, right? Like like, and I hate saying this, but like fail, you know, fail forward and stuff like that. But it's so true. Like I'm telling you, like if I decided that one day after I lost my Amazon business that I was just going to go back to my everyday, you know, life, like I would have never been here right now. I wouldn't be talking to you right now. Right. Like, yeah. so just understand that like failure does happen. It sucks to push through it. I know you can go listen to these motivational videos and you feel good for five minutes after and you'll be like, oh yeah, let's fail forward. But like what you really have to do is like, just, you know, trust yourself, trust the process, trust like the pain and the failures that you're, you're going through right now, that it's all weeding you, weeding out the people that don't want it. Like, that's the way I look at it. Like, think about it. Like if it was easy, everybody would do it. There's nothing truer than that statement, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, cause all the people that get to the point that you're might be at right now, maybe you failed and then they gave up. They called it a scam. They called it 
a fake, right? They called all these things. They made excuses instead of looking at themselves and taking responsibility, right? And taking your own responsibility. No, no millionaire, no billionaire, right? It doesn't think that way, right? Mm -hmm. So make sure that you are taking responsibility and every issue that comes up in your business is your fault, whether it's a failure or a success and expect that those things are going to happen. And trust me, it's even worse. It's even worse once you do get to a seven figure, eight figure level, because then you have people on your payroll to help. And then you have other people that are relying on you, right? It, you just, it's just, you just kind of level up, right? But there's never going to be a time that, you know, you're just, everything's easy, right? Just not going to happen. But the, 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 the benefits that you're going to be able to, you know, reap are, are amazing. Being able to travel where, you know, wherever you want, be able to run your business from wherever you want. Those are all fantastic things. But to understand that, you know, to get to that point, you, you really, you have to take, you have to put in a lot of work. You have to go through a lot of failures and you're going to be tested how bad you want this over and over again. You're going to question your own sanity. And if you push through it, you'll find success. It's literally, like, literally, I found that it's literally impossible to not eventually find success if you just keep going. Like it might not be this year, it might not be next year, it might not be the win year after that, but eventually you're gonna hit something, right? You're, you're gonna, you're gonna something, the pieces are gonna start falling together, and you're gonna start finding the right pieces. For me, look how long it took, right? I didn't fi like literally find success probably for my first like six years of being uh -huh. in, in online businesses, right? Like it, it, it takes time. Everybody's on their own path and you know, everybody wants easy, fast, get rich quick, but like it, it's, it doesn't work that way, right? Some people, fine, They'll, they might be able to knock it out the park their first month, but you don't know who they are, right? You don't know their past experiences. You don't know anything about them, right? So just don't, don't compare yourself to other people either, right? Like don't, don't be like blinded by other people's success and then thinking that you're not enough right? Like what you're doing is not enough. Like every, like I said, everybody's on their own path and you know, I can talk about this stuff forever, but like, <laughs> it's like, you know, I see, I see yeah. people get so upset. They're like, Oh my gosh. Like, you know, with social media, like you, you understand, like you're, you're only looking at the best of a yeah. person's life there. Right. Don't, don't like compare yours, your, your, yourself to them. Right. Cause that's gonna, that's gonna, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna slow you up. Right. Turn off your phone, you know, get to work. Yeah, for sure. No, very well said and a great point to touch on. And uh, yeah, and I was just remembering and I was actually curious about touching on the untapped focus uh, product that you have because I'm always looking to optimize my level of focus just so that I can keep mm -hmm. crushing it. But but maybe that'll be a good reason to have you back on the podcast and we could, you know, Absolutely. I could talk about that stuff forever. But the, the best way to the best way to, you know, get focus is like to make progress. Like there's literally nothing, you know, everyone, you know, it says take action, 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 like Gary Vee, right? Like, but like <laughs> yeah. truthfully, honestly, like there's nothing that's gonna give you momentum than than action. Mm -hmm. Right. And like once you start seeing things start moving together, pieces start falling together, like nothing creates, you know, focus and act. like you're going to want to wake up in the morning and work on your business, you know. Great stuff, man. Hey, Peter, you dropped some real great value today. Really appreciate having you on the show, brother. Take care, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tech Money Talks. Endorsed by Player FM, you help make Tech Money Talks the number one dropshipping podcast on the planet. You help the show go mainstream because Tech Money Talks podcast is now officially sponsored by Spotify. If you're ever in Chicago, join our Dropship Chicago meetup group held at 1871 to meet with me personally and other professional dropshippers. We do meetings weekly. I'm now producing new, valuable content on YouTube weekly. Go check it out and subscribe. Tech Money Talks is teaching you all about money-making opportunities that technology can bring. We're just getting started. There's more great things to come. Stay plugged in. Throw me a shout-out. And remember, you're just one product away.